Welcome to Always Listening. We're your hosts. I am Joel. And I am Jay, one year older and still unemployed. Hey, idiot, but, uh, and a happy birthday to you. Ha, happy birthday to you. Ha, I don't have to sing a different version now, do I? The, the no. patent expired or whatever, the copyright. That's We're right. all good. Uh, happy birthday to you, sir, and congratulations <laughs> on uh, another trip around the sun. Um, we got a lot to get to, to Jay, today, Jay, including some stuff that came like immediately on the heels of our recording last week. <laughs> like we had not produced the episode yet you said do we need to get back on the phone again because some some stuff happened uh apple podcasts emailed basically every podcaster anybody who has their email address uh, or an actual working email address that they have control of in the feed of your podcast did you not get one i never get the apple emails and so i don't have know you checked why. your email have you checked your email in your feed it might be uh, yes okay well I've, that's i've made sure of it you, you gotta be you gotta be careful in that because that's something that i've had in the past so i only got one of them and sometimes in years past i've gotten like six or seven because of all the shows this this year i got one uh i'm wondering if it wasn't tied this year instead of actual rss feeds to podcast connect accounts maybe but anyway uh the the email said Changes are a coming <laughs> to old Apple Podcasts, my friend. The first thing, of course, was that uh, they were sort of telling podcasters that uh, the Apple Podcasts app was going to be available on Mac, which we had already discussed last week. That was announced at WWDC, the Worldwide Developer Conference. That's all good. The other thing that they talked about in a little bit more detail, slightly more detail, search enhancements. The email said that uh, Apple Podcasts will allow listeners to discover shows based on audio transcripts, topics, and people. Moreover, show and episode pages will display images of hosts and guests. Those are very, very cool. Uh, and those features are going to roll out eventually across Apple Podcasts and Podcast Connect. Anyone who has a Podcast Connect account will be able to go in and put in that information. Uh, that's what it sounds like, but not now. And even when they roll it out, it's going to start with a few select podcasts. Now, Rob Walsh on the feed decried this as not nepotism, but you know, the, the rich getting richer. Yeah, yeah. 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 Most of the shows chosen for this test, he's absolutely right. Will be the big shows, this American life, uh, the serials of the world, so to speak, not serial necessarily since they're not producing new, new content right now, but those bigger shows, uh, the daily, uh, for instance. However, I, I do think that in years past, when Apple has tested new things, they have rolled it out with smaller shows as well. Sometimes because it's like, we, we want, many use cases, right? And we want right. all of the different edge examples of how this might work. Uh, so I don't think that it's going to be just the biggest shows. I do think that the partners who might go to the media and complain if they weren't included in the trial will all be included. So all the NPR types will. You're absolutely right. But I do think some of the smaller folks might get caught up in this first round too. And the other thing is, I don't think that there's any... Um, I, I don't think that there is any desire to stratify the iTunes or, or Apple Podcasts directory here. I think it's just about we want to make sure the technology works and that it's working like we want it to, and then we'll roll it out everywhere. I, I really think that this is, most importantly, Jay, it's a desire to stop people who game the system. That's what we talked about even last week, I think, when we did mention this. I think this is about stopping people gaming the system. It'll be harder to stuff your keywords and everything with incorrect author uh, tags if you have to put up a photo of the person, right? Like right. I mean, Again, like those things will... Uh, they'll just sort of work themselves out. Um, but the biggest news and the biggest kerfuffle from the info that came out in this email were new Apple podcast categories uh, and some discontinued categories as well, as well as renamed categories. So here's the three sections. New categories, they're going to be introducing new top-level categories such as fiction, history, and true crime. Additionally, dozens of new subcategories will be available. For example, fiction drama. I think that is great. Every, particularly, and you've talked about it, the explosion of audio uh, drama and and you know narrative podcasts in the past few years, and how as technology advances, more and more people are going to find that accessible for their own storytelling. I think that's a huge growing field. I'm glad that they've opened it up and made a bunch of new categories to uh, give it a house now. Um, renamed categories for clarity. Some categories will be renamed when possible. Shows will be mapped to the updated category or subcategory value upon launch. For example. Sports and Recreation Outdoor will now become Sports Wilderness. 
that makes perfect sense. And again, they might find that uh, the language is a little bit closer to what the shows are actually doing or what the market actually bears. The final category, discontinued subcategories. Some categories will be discontinued. Shows with a subcategory that will no longer be available will still retain its top-level category. For example, sports and recreation professional will be displayed as sports until a new subcategory value is added to the RSS feed. Um, Jay, that is going to affect you and me in this yep. show in particular because there is no more podcast category. No. I think it's a good thing, though. I've seen a lot of people that have shows like ours complain about it. Uh, I think I've seen several people that ha are of my opinion. The, the That category has been so worthless for so long because so many hosts and, and producers who don't understand what they're doing – select the podcast category because they have a podcast, <laughs> right? Sure. Like there are, if you go through and look in iTunes or Apple podcasts right now and search for people who are in the podcast category, there are many who do not talk about podcasting. That is not what their show is about. So that category has been sort of meaningless. I do hate that there is not a good fit in the new list, right? Yeah. We're going to be what? News? I mean, I guess maybe they're they're like, and the technology Tech one has been significantly reduced. Is the one that that strikes me like it used to be a much bigger thing too. Probably tech news, maybe business news. It occurs to me. Um, yeah, I mean that's I the mean, thing. There should be podcast news, or there there still needs to be some sort of podcast category. Some of these that got removed, and some that didn't get added, as we'll discuss. Um, definitely need to be part of this. And it was an interesting conversation I heard between Rob Greenlee and Todd Cochran on the new media show. Like, do we want Apple to be the ones that are sort of dictating what the podcasting categories are? Well, the problem is, is we still don't have a trade organization. There's been a lot of talk about creating a podcast trade organization. I would gladly be involved, but it, it's not going anywhere because it's not going to get the funding it needs. We're not going to get the participation it needs for it to be truly to be effective. But quite honestly, a podcast trade association should be the place that creates a list of podcasting categories that all of the podcasting distribution points would then adopt to their particular platforms. I'm with you a hundred thousand percent. Honestly, I think, um, I think it would be great to have – here's the problem. I don't know that it's possible at this point to form such a group. I don't um, think so either. Because what, what is likely to happen, the again, the NPRs, the PRXs, et cetera, et cetera, that little click, that public radio click, would form their own group very quickly. A big swath of the independent podcasters would not want to be aligned with them, would not agree with them, would not trust that they would have our best interests in mind, and therefore – the total numbers might not ever be big enough anywhere for Apple or Spotify to care. And frankly, when Spotify can just go out and throw $400 million at the industry, like <laughs> what are we supposed to do about that? Nobody else can throw $400 million at the industry. So right. uh, I just, I don't, I don't, I mean, I realistically, if Apple does this, if Apple implements the categories uh, in a in a fast way, which last year they didn't, right? They they rolled out a bunch of about a year ago. They no two years ago they rolled out a bunch of new tags for iTunes and Apple Podcasts and said, please implement these over the summer. All of the media hosts rushed to do so. It took Apple a full year to implement them in the actual podcast app. Like, we just talked about it like two months ago, Jay. Oh, hey, finally, your numbers show up right in Apple Podcasts. Everything's awesome. Uh, so my point is, maybe they'll drag their feet on this and it won't matter. But if, well, they got, if they got on their toes and moved forward, if they aided the industry, if they listened a little bit, for instance... The, the the one of those categories in particular that we wanted them to add, if that happened this summer, I think very quickly Apple could again uh, win the de facto love of the podcasting space as a whole. We don't want much from them, honestly. They we we don't need for them to turn on the money tree, for instance. That's a big step. <laughs> That's not the final step. They can do lots of things in between, lots of little things that would show us some love. And I, I think in general the podcasting space would get on board with whatever categories Apple wants us to have. And then guess what will happen? Spotify will change their categories too. 
Right. And the the other thing to to really think about here what and and what you were talking about is the way that they went about this, right? So you mentioned that the previous time they told everybody to do it, they made the changes. It took them a year to make the changes. This time they sent out an email without letting anybody know <laughs> and then told all the podcasters, if you have questions, go to your podcast hosts and all the podcast hosts were like, "What?" Nobody told us anything about this. So Apple does need to sort of kind of get its own ship in the right boat. Well, if you the will. idea, I, I mean, and again, not to always use his name, but he is the, the public face of the largest media hosting company in this industry. Rob Walsh at Libsyn jokes all the time. Uh, you know, he's had the Today in iOS podcast for years where he focuses on iOS and the iPhone platform specifically. Apple, why don't you invite me to these WWC events? Why don't I get an invite as a press uh, member to some of your briefings? Hey, maybe as the public face of the largest podcasting company, you could have him in the room at least when you say these things. Like, and this year, I will say there weren't. I was so surprised there wasn't a single session in the WWDC um, um, curriculum for podcasting specifically in years past mm. there's generally one or two i thought for sure with the changes coming with the new app for mac etc cetera, etc cetera, there'd be something this year nothing uh it makes me wonder if there won't be more information coming over the summer but you're absolutely right in that you, you they cannot suggest that every podcaster turn to their media host for answers when they have given the media host no answers that was a real foul play yeah not very good I mean, I wonder, honestly, how many dollars and cents did it cost? You know what support costs, big companies. How many dollars and cents does it cost Libsyn and Spreaker and Blueberry over the last week and a half because of people panicking over this stuff when they don't have any answers? Yeah, uh, quite a bit. I'm sure, you know, there there's certain ways um, they can minimize those costs. Uh, but even still, it takes a while to create that particular method to minimize that cost, and that still costs some dollars and cents. It's a significant, it's a significant load on the on the podcasting host, and ultimately, it's nothing that's happening tomorrow. Which is what this. When you get a letter like this, it makes it seem like, oh, by the way, these changes will be available for you starting tomorrow. No, this isn't happening until later in the summer, and even that is a little too nebulous because later in the summer could literally mean tomorrow, but it could also mean September, whatever the date is the last day of summer. Uh, so Rob and Elsie said that they had gotten a little bit more color on it from Apple and this, they had specifically been told that that media hosts were allowed to roll out support for this before Apple does, and it won't break anything. So your media host can incorporate the new information. You could change your own category on your show sometime this summer before it actually works in the app, and nothing will break for your show. I'm telling you, from a long history of watching Apple, the earliest that this will be effective for your listeners would be the second week of September, probably Wednesday or Thursday of the second week of September. That's going to be uh, the Tuesday will most likely be the iPhone event. They'll announce the iPhone on the second Tuesday of September. That is where it's been like historically for a long, long time. And then later that week or at latest the next Tuesday, they'll release iOS 13 to the public at large. And Mac OS, that would be the earliest that Mac OS 15 uh, or 1015, excuse me, uh, Catalina is the code name for that. That would be the earliest that it'll be released. Catalina. Exactly. Mm -mm, mm -mm, so, mm -mm. anyway, uh, uh, they can't put this, or excuse me, they won't roll support for this out in the current apps. It'll be in the new operating system. Okay. So, since we know when the new operating system is coming, there is no reason to panic until you get to August. <laughs> If your media host doesn't have it rolled out by the end of August, like maybe send an email. But before then, do not worry about this. Just chill out. Now, there there were certain categories, we've already mentioned that were removed, and there are certain categories that still weren't added. And I know there's one that uh, that you have definitely been championing for, so I will give you the floor. 
So I got I got uh, a little bit of traction on it on uh, Twitter. I'm going to put a link to the original tweet too. This is not an original thought. It's been talked about for years and years and years. But after they sent this email out and I read through, I was really excited. I was like, hey, this is awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm so excited to see this. And I started reading down the list and I kept, read, kept reading and kept reading and kept reading. And I'm like, there's no... There's no LGBTQ plus category. There's there's no category for sexuality or gender really at all um, other than under health where they have been. Basically, every show is under that one little subcategory. Um, and, and so I just tweeted. I said, dear Apple Podcasts, we need an LGBTQ plus category. And honestly, a top category plus full set of subcategories under it. When you implement the new categories, you've shown us today. It's been far too long. It is Pride 2019 after all. This is Pride Month. Um, let's do it. And uh, I got a lot of traction on that and uh, several good replies, including Todd Cochran pointed out, uh, we, we always talk about Rob. Let's talk about Todd for a minute with Blueberry. He says, for what it's worth, the People's Choice Podcast Awards in its 14th season has had an LGBTQ category from the very beginning, as I felt it was not fair to not have a dedicated category. We are the only awards that have that category. Uh, that's pretty impressive. Good on you, um, uh, Todd. Well, and uh, Todd got some color on this too from talking to uh, the Apple folks. Really? And he mentioned how the difficulty for them in adding such a category is they feel like they would then have to have categories for people of color or women or specific gender-based type categories which they're looking to avoid they don't feel like that that's necessary to parse out so i can see it at that end but i can also see it even more strongly on your end like this is definitely this is a it's more than just and, and i'm sure i will use the wrong words i apologize this is more than a lifestyle this is uh this is a culture this is a society this is well, it's just more. The it's thing, more than that. The thing to me, Jay, is the like the the, the particular um, example. Well, and you know what? We're actually going to have a, a lengthier conversation of this as part of this show. Uh, I haven't got the scheduling done yet, but one of my clients, uh, Rhodes Perry, uh, has a wonderful podcast called The Out Entrepreneur, and he and I spoke uh, yesterday about. Uh, his desire to speak on the topic. And so we're going to, um, and uh, I, I think it's going to be kind of a brief chat, but you know, a, a 10 or 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes. And I'm going to release it on this feed uh, either as part of an episode incorporated into the next episode or as a, a separate bonus cast for those who are interested. Um, but I wanted to talk to him directly to someone who is affected by the decision to incorporate it or not incorporate it and, and get, uh, you know, his opinion on the value of it. For me, I think about uh, someone growing up looking for education and for a broader understanding of the options for their life, particularly in rural in rural rural areas. That's a hard word to say, rural durer. Um, <laughs> but in in rural areas like where I grew up, I mean, I, I know, well, for instance, yeah, here's my example. I got options through the theater, right? Like I, I was uh, in theater as a kid and that exposed me to a lot of very different people than I would have been exposed to in Bastrop otherwise. But then it also got me, once I got into college, I traveled through theater. And because of that, I, I got a much broader understanding of our own uh, country and culture than I would have otherwise. I think of modern kids being able to access those sorts of different ideas and and foreign options, so to speak, through podcasting. I think it's a wonderful thing for teens and young adults to be able to explore what their life could be. And, and the LGBTQ issues are part of that. And so for a show like Rhodes, which is really about business, like I'm, I'm not a member of the LGBTQ plus community. I am an ally. But... Um, I, I do find a lot of good in his show because he and his guests talk about entrepreneurship, starting a business and maintaining one and building a, a, a clientele base, et cetera, et cetera. Like that's all good stuff. It's got great value no matter who you are. And so I hear Apple's idea of like, well, we don't want to separate every minority into their own little podcast category. We want them 
in amongst news and fashion and literature, not African-American literature, not African-American performing arts, not African-American fashion, et cetera, et cetera. I understand that. Um, but again, like maybe one top category then of culture or uh, minority studies or minority issues or something like that, and then a subcategory for several. I, I think that's totally doable and would then give a place for lots of these shows that otherwise won't be found because the audience won't know to look necessarily, I think. That's my concern, I guess. Um, I had not considered the unlimited proliferation that uh, that Todd lays out there. I could imagine that being a, an argument against. I'm going to be interested to, to hear what Rhodes has to say about it and and whether or not he he finds this defeating at all. I imagine he's a very positive guy. I imagine he won't. I imagine he's going to see opportunities in the entrepreneurship category, for instance, and just move right on forward. Well, and 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 to be quite honest, as I was looking through these, you know, we brought up the sports. Sports is now uh, it's been way too long. Uh, now going to be divided up into baseball, basketball, cricket, fantasy, football. Uh, by the way, fantasy, there's fantasy baseball, fantasy football. There's daily fantasy. There's all different sorts of fantasy. So it's all lumped into one. Football, there's college football. There's high school football. They got rid of the college and high school category. But there is a difference between high school football, college football, professional football. Uh, and then what I thought was really odd is I went to the news category when we were talking about, our sh- talking about where we're going to place this show there's a sports news category so again it it just seems like it some thought was obviously put into this but not enough under society and culture i'm glad you brought up that particular category these are the categories that will be featured documentary personal journals philosophy places and travel relationships does that necessarily describe society and culture no, I don't think it does. Yeah, I, I, there's just, I wish again, this would have been a great thing to have a board to discuss with. Like, who in Apple made the decision when you know that none of the media hosts were included? I mean, have see, you that's heard, where it should have started. Have you heard any major producer or podcast host? describing being involved in such a discussion have you heard any like a i mean i haven't heard alex goldman come out and say yeah i was involved in the <laughs> i mean alex obviously wouldn't be since he works for the competition now but you know what i mean like it, I've, I've heard no one i've heard no one come out in support of the categories because they were involved in the deliberation on them right yeah i mean Which that, means it's like that's where it three dudes at apple it should have absolutely start. Well, I think they have five, <laughs> to be honest with you, because I've I've once interviewed to be a producer at Apple. I believe there's five of them uh, in that their are in podcast charge, wing that are in charge of each different realm ar- across the world. There's like the Asian and Pacific Ocean. There's the North American and South American uh, producer. There's the European producer. There's the Russian producer, and I believe there's an African producer. So I believe there's five, and they all report under one particular person who reports under one person who reports under Tim Cook. So that's sort of, that's your podcasting chain as far as I'm aware of it over at Apple. So my guess is, yes, those five people got together and discussed the categories, perhaps even with their boss. So there might've been six. Uh, And then ultimately it was moved up the chain for approval. And I'm sure by the time I got to Tim Cook's desk, it was check, go. So that's probably the process, but you're right. They should have also included at least, at the very least, all of the top podcast hosts, the top people from the podcast hosting companies to go in, have a real true conversation about the categories. Now, Todd made it seem like when he was talking with his particular contact at Apple that they discussed thousands of possible categories. I actually just think it was a turn of a phrase that the person was in talking with Todd just happened to say, Oh, we considered thousands of categories, just sort of, you know, just something to say that they didn't really consider thousands of categories. Yeah. I would find that hard to believe, especially if we're honestly talking about five people that are are running this entire operation effectively. Like that's, that's not realistic. Um, I don't know. I, here's my hope that they hear the response and that it's largely, not happy. We're happy that you noticed us again, well, Apple. Well, I will say, I, I want to, I, I would 
tamp that just a little bit. This is definitely better than what it was. It can still be even better. Yes, yes. It w- but my point is like if you're not if you're not going to truly fix it, why mess with it at all? <laughs> like Fair you've enough. caused I th- I feel like you've caused almost as many issues as you've solved with this one. Uh I mean, I'm excited in certain places. Okay, here's my my podcast that I have about my the the Anne Rice uh vampire books. It's got two great new categories. We can be in the books category specifically and the TV after show category because we're going to be um, you know, responding to and a companion for the forthcoming TV series. That's awesome. But again, somebody like us, where do we go exactly? I don't know. I was looking at maybe we're in education. Maybe we're how to. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I'm thinking of my own podcast now, my other podcast, which is football. I'd be football, fantasy, and sports news. I think I have one too many categories, right? Because I'd uh, also so obviously Apple, have to be in sports, too. Apple Podcast gives you uh, – excuse me. That's not true. The media hosts almost always will allow you to select three. I think I've seen a couple of media hosts that only select two, but most of them seem to have three drop downs that you can choose from. However, Apple Podcasts makes it clear they only respect the first one. So yeah. if you choose three categories, the only one that they're actually going to sort you under is your primary category. Which should um, be football. Yeah. Yeah. You should definitely be football. Uh, I mean, you are a fantasy focused show. But the thing that you are discussing and the thing that, in particular, your show, I think the thing that makes it so different is the fact that you uh, support every team. You know, every team right. is represented. And that is more football than fantasy in my mind. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, now, the old 06010, you guys, I that think, would, be would go fantasy. fantasy. Uh, in particular, because then they could both sit alongside each other, the baseball and the football show, you know, right there in the the category spots together. I think that would, would be the way to do that there. Anyway, it's interesting. If if you yourself are wrestling with this, if you're looking at this list of categories, it's all in the show notes, by the way. And you're like, where the heck do I go now? I'd love to hear your thought process, Uh, you know, record us a little voicemail and send it in or, or write us an email and tell us what you're thinking about or the issues that are arising because of it. Likewise, if you think this has solved all your issues category wise, let us know that too. And why this is so perfect for you. Joel, I'm glad you bring that up. And I'm going to say this without having spoken to you ahead of time, but I'm pretty sure you'd be on board with this. Yeah. I would love to do an all feedback podcast at some point down the road. Oh, I would yeah, love yeah. to have I would love to have just questions, responses, comments from the people that listen to this podcast. And we just do it an entire show based off of what you want us to talk about. I mean, we we put together a nice list each and every week, but I want to definitely hear from some people that are listening to this podcast. What do you want to hear more of? What, what do you need more from the two of us? Uh, send us those emails. Where's a good email to send it? I mean, they could obviously, I mean, I mentioned my email all the time, but yeah, you, they could hit us both at always listening pod at gmail.com or, uh, Jay, give them yours next fan up at gmail.com. And I'm Joel at pro podcasting services, uh, com. but also you could just hit us on Twitter at always pod. That that works too, and uh, we'll one. see those uh, replies, and uh, we'll 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 get at it. We'll make it happen. If you need more than two hundred and forty characters, always listening pod at gmail dot com. Or like you know, you should be a podcaster if you're listening to this show. Record it, record it, send it in. Yeah. Jay, I want to move to our next topic here. Lots to talk about at the categories. We're still that's going to be an ongoing topic of discussion, I think, for the rest of the summer. Um, but uh, Evo Terra, which by the way, he had a great. Uh, guest feature on the last Podcasters Roundtable episode, which I really enjoyed. I thought he had a lot of uh, great information there. Evo Terra on Twitter uh, replied to Libsyn and said, listening to at Libsyn's The Feed and struck by how many podcasters still checks calendar to confirm that it really is 2019 still use iTunes in their episode production flow, uh, brain exploding, um, emoji. Also hooray for only three minutes and eight seconds of scrubbing to get to the content at Elsie Escobar. Um, (laughs) so Elsie and I then go into, and this thread is in the, uh, 
show notes as well. You can read the entire thread if you want to. But Elsie and I go into a little bit of a back and forth there because it blows my mind too that anyone uses iTunes still in their episode production. And yet many podcasters do. That was something that I heard a lot last week, Jay, after the WWDC announcement. Tons of podcasters asking, well, how am I going to tag my shows? How am I going to convert my show to an MP3 now? Because I do all of that in iTunes. Elsie's largest argument for continuing to do so was that iTunes was the only place she knew that she could use the Fraunhofer uh, codec for MP3 conversion. Most apps that are out there use LAME, L-A-M-E. It's just a different algorithm, effectively, to create the MP3. Uh, And she really prefers the Fraunhofer, which is built into iTunes. I got to tell you, I've been in radio since 2003. I've been podcasting since 2012. I listen to many, many podcasts, and I produce quite a few podcasts. I do not notice the difference in the end product between a lame encoded (laughs) podcast and a Fraunhofer encoded podcast. I can hear the difference between 64K and 92, right? Is it 92? 96? 92. I don't know. I can hear the difference between, you know, 64 and 128. I can hear the difference between mono and stereo, et cetera, et cetera. I cannot hear the difference between a lame encoded MP3 and a Fraunhofer. If Elsie can, I do not doubt her. I'm not saying she can't. I'm saying for me, it has never been an issue. So we looked into it, though. The modern tool that I suggest to everyone, if you're a Mac user, for MP3 conversion and for tagging is Forecast. It's made by Marco Armit. I've talked about it before on this show. He's the same developer who produces Overcast. Forecast is his Mac app. It's free. It uses every core and every thread your processor can throw at it. It's super fast for MP3 conversion. It also includes a lot of automation for tagging so that like if you're tagging the same show again and again and again, if your file name structure is the same from week to week, it will recognize it automatically and pull in a bunch of stuff automatically. So like the artist will fill in automatically, the the show title will fill in automatically and then wait for you to put in the new episode title, et cetera, et cetera. Very, very clever stuff. The thing that she was excited about using it for was chapter markers. She does a thing in uh, her show notes of the feed where she puts timestamps for her and Rob's conversation and the different things that happen in the show. It's wonderful because in the Overcast app, those timestamps become clickable. You can click on where it says 308 and it jumps right to where Rob and Elsie start talking and I skip everything before it. That is amazing for someone Mm. who really needs the content and who does not want any of the promotion that is in that episode. Um, But that only works in the Overcast app. The other apps have not incorporated whatever it is that Marco does to make those timestamps clickable. She's like, I'd like to incorporate chapter markers. I don't want to change my workflow, though. I get a finished MP3 from my editor, and I just tag it and then put it up into my media host. I want to do that same thing. Can I do that with with Forecast? And Marco chimed in, as a matter of fact. Uh, You can, in fact, take an MP3 import it directly into Forecast, add chapter markers, and save it without transcoding at all. The native file format for Forecast is an MP3. So that's why that's possible. Uh, Marco explained that's totally cool. So if you've already got a thing that gives you an MP3, but you'd like to add chapter markers and you don't have a way to do that in your current workflow, Forecast, free app, it'll let you do it. You don't have to do any transcoding. If you want an app to do ID3 tagging and transcoding and all those things, Forecast will do those as well. I also asked him to follow up. I said, okay, why lame instead of Fraunhofer? I know this whole thread was about people were mad because they can't do Fraunhofer anywhere but iTunes. Why do it? He said, Fraunhofer has stopped issuing new licenses for their encoder when the last MP3 patents expired. MP3 expired. The patents expired on that. So it's it's a basically an open format now. And so Fraunhofer wants to continue to make money. <laughs> so mm. they have moved on to licensing encoding for AAC. They've, they made a big post <laughs> that said AAC is the future and MP3 is dead because we're not allowing you to pay us for mp3 anymore that's in their vested interest it's not in our vested interest necessarily so marco took the lame spec the lame codec and rewrote it to allow for multi-threading and multi-core support he's the only one that i'm aware of that can do that Um, but that's the reason fraunhofer won't license my question is this jay 
we all believe, and I said last week, that all of those functions should continue to be available in the music app for Mac. Uh, you know, right. the iTunes is being broken up into the, the music app, the podcast app, and the TV app. The music app, we know, will allow for CD ripping and to, to create MP3s from CDs. So that tells me that it's got some sort of codec. My question, though, is if Fraunhofer is no longer licensing the codec, since this is a new application, even though it's built mm. on the frameworks of what existed before, unless Apple has a lifetime in perpetuity, you know, license of some sort, they may be forced to move to lame as well. Well, there you go. So this may be a moot point come August or September. <laughs> uh, what I love about this is this is all so highly technical. And I, I am of the belief uh, because I was reading this, uh, anyone since 2010, before 2010, uh, was using the the iTunes uh, conversion thingamaj thingamabob. Uh, yeah, I'm of the belief that it's even earlier than that. I don't know any of this stuff. I don't need any of this stuff. Most people, I would say, 80 percent of the people don't need any of this stuff. They're they're going to use what their podcast host provides or whatever their uh, digital audio workstation provides, whatever Audacity is doing, whatever, you know, Audition is doing, whatever Hindenburg is doing. That's what most people are going to end up using. They, they don't they're not going to go deep into the weeds on this stuff. And, and I get like there's probably a solid chunk of veteran podcasters that are freaking out that their Fraunhofer has gone away. But um, I I am totally in agreement with you. There, There's something I like. I, I call this group of people audiophiles. They are so in love with the perfect audio. And what you don't understand is, and I'm speaking directly to you, audiophiles, 95% of the people that will listen to that particular piece of content will have no idea and can't tell the difference between your perfect piece of audio and the audio that's not done as perfectly as yours. Like you just mentioned, the difference between Fraunhofer and Lame is negligible. You can't, 95% of the world won't be able to tell the difference between those two particular pieces of content. And for the 5% that can, why are you worried? Yeah. 5%. And none of them are the new podcast listeners that are coming to us in the next no. year. year no, and none half, of them years. are the ones that aren't listening to podcasting right now. Right. Yeah. Spotify streaming sounds pretty <laughs> crap <laughs> most of the time. Well, I said this forever about Sirius XM. It's horrible. Like oh, the, the audio quality was the so The audio bad. quality from Sirius XM is so bad, and yet it's been accepted, and people pay for it. That's yeah. what what drives me nuts. And, and you can't buy a CD player anymore. Can you? Do those even still exist? It's just crazy. And 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 think about this for people that even before CD players, there are still bands out there, especially the old timers, that prefer to put it to analog before they put it to digital, and still will believe that it gives a, a warmer sound. There are still people that believe in vinyl, so that they have a truly analog signal. It's just to me, it's just it is so apples and oranges and it's not even apples and oranges it's like apples and mango apricot like it's a combination exotic fruit versus apples and there's just there's really you're 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 talking to a very 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 small portion of the audience out there i agree i agree uh Let's compare some exotic fruit to uh, to apples, <laughs> uh, Jay. Let's talk about podcast artwork. Uh, yes. This is a really interesting uh, article from um, Rain News. But again, it's uh, our old friends at Pacific Content. Um, these folks have some, some interesting stuff that they're putting out. Let me tell you right now, the guys over at Pacific Content really know their stuff. Um, I would use another word, but we try and keep this clean. Yeah, they they are all over this stuff, and they dive into stuff that I would never even think about. And this particular one, I think, affects a lot of podcasters because a lot of podcasters either a don't spend too much time thinking about their podcast cover art, or b spend way too much time 
thinking about their podcast cover art. This, I think, helps put podcast cover art into perspective. I love the graphs. There are links to uh, Dan's um, blog post and the Rain News uh, blog post. There are some beautiful portraits of the podcast cover art available on uh, Apple Podcasts. And they make a wonderful, beautiful design. It's just absolutely stunning to look at. But really, what you, where this information comes in handy is what is the color that you should have your podcast color art, cover art in? And the answers, my friends, is a cheap trick that many designers know from the beginning of time, and that is yellow. Yellow is the color that catches your eye the quickest. And so if you have podcast color art featuring the color yellow, uh, you're going to stand out amongst all the rest of the podcasts. If you have podcast cover art that is mostly white or even black, you're going to blend in a lot more than other podcasts that are using bright attention getting colors. Uh, there's some news here too. There's some discussion here too about uh, using red and blues in your podcast cover art. Uh, as possible colors, but really, if I've said nothing more, it's that everybody should make yellow podcasts so we're all the same. <laughs> it, I'm, I want a giant copy of that top image, the rainbow. I want that as my background mm. on my computer. That I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to get in touch with Dan and see if I can't get that. That's brilliant. Really interesting article. Just lays it out there. And again, it's not about. I you joke. We should all make our podcast cover yellow no but you should read an article like that think about the psychology of colors think about the use of color in the market that you are entering and or if you're thinking about a rebrand and and then you know do something with that you maybe maybe go against the grain or with the grain or whatever but make a conscious choice don't just happen into something haphazardly the other thing and i believe we've mentioned this on this podcast before and if we haven't i've mentioned it somewhere do not under any circumstance, use your headshot or a photo of you in your podcast cover. Nobody, nobody wants to see that. It's not going to help you get more downloads. The only people that are allowed to do that are the famous actors, people that people know uh, are the only ones that are allowed to put their faces on their podcast cover art because that is ultimately their brand. And it's, it is what will drive people to download their podcast. If people don't know who you are and you've got a picture of yourself, that's not going to make someone click play on your podcast. In essence, if you're not an attractive person like myself, uh, and I'm calling myself an ugly person, it's not. It's probably going to drive people away from from my podcast. Uh, I, I've used this example a lot. I've got a client who is a television personality. She is the host of a nationally syndicated show, and even she... She is in the cover image of her uh, podcast, but she's turned away. Like it's not like a it's not a glamour shot. It's not a headshot. It's like a she's a lady on a city street. Like act. It's an activity shot. You know, she's an attractive model looking woman that happens to be in the image that you're trying to present. Uh, you you can't even see her face in the thing. So like, um, I've had some business clients, entrepreneurs who are like, well, this show is all about my personal brand. I want my name on there. I want my face on there. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> this other client is on TV. Like she literally is the person whose mug is, is the show. And even she doesn't put her face on the podcast art. Can we not do it for you? Maybe. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't think about it like that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> A very interesting article. I really like that one a lot. Uh, Jay, we've got some new stuff from your uh, buddies at uh, Jacob's Media. Yeah, this is a uh, this is one that we've had in our show notes. I will admit for months and months and months now. <laughs> it's almost like we're cleaning it out, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but this is this is this is our last story today. So you know, we might as well give it a little bit of love today. Uh, it's an interesting thought on the radio stations starting to use user-generated content. And by the way, that's you, podcast creator. Uh, if radio stations started to do this a little bit more, started using even more user-generated content, like Facebook posts, 
Twitter posts. You know, there's a lot of that. But if they even took it a step further and let's say you're in a local market and you don't have a budget necessarily to cover, say, the pro sports team that's, you know, in that that would be considered the team of that particular area. Well, there are a ton of those podcasts that are out there that if they trusted, you know, go and listen to the podcast, obviously they listened to it, they liked it, uh, that they could just feature it on their website and generate more eyeballs to their website, to their content that they want more listening to, but they can also help grow a future talent, someone that they may not be able to pay right now. Uh, because they don't have the personnel budget for, but they're going to help grow that person's podcast that they own on their own. And like I said, they will start developing more talent that they can then tap into for a later date. The reason why I'm sharing this is because Jacobs Media are a very large and very trusted consultancy in the broadcasting industry. And if they're telling radio stations that they need to get more into the UGC game, you as a podcaster are primed to take advantage of that. You should absolutely be all over this and start thinking about this. This is something that I've talked to other podcasters to about before in the past. There was a Florida Gator podcast. Um, I was talking to him and said, hey, does your local paper have a podcast? He's like, no. I was like, then go to them and talk to them and say, listen, in exchange for featuring my podcast on your website, which will give you the content that you don't currently have. All I need is a media pass to have more access to the Florida Gators. And that was a relationship that worked out. And ultimately, it's one that could work out even more in the future where the paper goes, this content is too good. It's generating even more than what we expected. We need to bring this person on staff. So it's all about finding those opportunities and making the most of that, that you can build even more opportunities from. You're absolutely right. Uh, I like it a lot. And as a guy who's worked with a radio station before, like <laughs> they are always open to ideas. Like if you come in with, with something that's well presented and that's well formed and that's going to hit a segment of their opera uh, uh, of their audience that is not currently being served to the maximum, then they're going to be open for it. Uh, especially if you're providing all the heavy lifting. Um, same thing with newspapers. Newspapers want media content. They want more stuff for their website. They want to be online in a way that the TV stations and the radio stations are and that you can help them do that. And here's another key point. A lot of these local papers especially, think about this. There's a lot of newspapers that are going out of business right now or they're trying to make that transition to digital. And they don't necessarily know how to do it. You're a podcaster. You are doing it. You could be that person to help that particular newspaper make that transition a lot easier. So there's a lot of opportunity there for podcasters that you can start tapping into. And somebody who's saying this should start taking his own advice and start doing this a little bit more uh, because it's definitely something that uh, – can be done. It I've seen it done. It can it can work for you, and it's certainly something that uh, is going to become the wave of the future. Jay, let's get to our currently listening uh, suggestions this week. Um, I am currently listening to a new show from Relay.fm, uh, and I've talked about that network in the past. They do a ton of tech shows. I like most of them, <laughs> in fact, if I listen to them. But the one that I want to suggest to you today is called Adapt. Uh, it's brand new. It's only had two episodes released so far. Adapt is a show all about the iPad, where two iPad-first users challenge each other to explore new ways of doing things with their favorite device, hosted by Federico Vitici and Ryan Christoffel. Um I've heard people describe it uh, iPad Do by Friday. There's a podcast called Do by Friday where the three hosts challenge each other to complete a task by the next episode. And this is basically that, but focused around the iPad and productivity. So um, I'm very excited to see where it goes, particularly in relation to the advancements that iPad has taken now uh, or is about to take with the new uh, versions of um iOS and uh, iPadOS uh, operating system. So that's my suggestion to you. If you're tech-focused, if you like your uh, big fancy iPad like I do, check out Adapt on Relay.fm. The link is in the show notes. What you listening to? 
Yeah, I don't have anything new. Um, I've recommended the show before, but I've been binging Time Suck with Dan Cummins. And um, so I don't have anything new to recommend because I've been spending all my time listening to that. I will tell you, if you have not listened to his Spanish Inquisition episode, uh, there is a wonderful scene. Uh, by the way, this is a very adult program, <laughs> the Time Suck program. You might think that with the title Time Suck, uh, but uh, there's a great uh, there's a great rendition of uh, Dan where he explains whipping during the Spanish Inquisition and the process that uh, whipping involves and how whipping basically gets redefined. And um, it's very funny, and I'm a very mu- I'm very much a 12 year old boy uh, giggling nice. and laughing as I'm listening to it. No one ever expects the Spanish Inquisition. I was very surprised you didn't even make a reference to uh, to Monty Python during the entire uh, episode. I was like, hey, where is Monty Python here? It's hilarious. Anyway. All right, uh, go check out Time Suck. Uh, there's also there's a great episode of our podcast uh, from before where Jay came on this show uh, as a special guest at the time, not a regular recurring co-host, uh, to talk about Time Suck. You can go check that out in the archives. Uh, all right, until next week, Jay. Where can they find you on Twitter? I am at the Real Pod Vader on Twitter. I am on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/PodVader page, and I mentioned my email earlier. Next fan up at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at The Rogues Life and uh, everywhere else, propodcastingservices.com. Until next week, we've been your hosts. I'm Joel. I'm Jay looking for a new category. <laughs> and we are always listening. Always Listening is a proud member of the Two Guys and a Rogue Network. You can find all of our past episodes, including more than 100 podcast reviews, at alwayslisteningpod.com. In Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. For help on your podcast, visit propodcastingservices.com. Our theme song is Enough from Bethany Raven. Two guys and a rogue. I'm one guy. I'm the other. And this is The Network.